I've created dinner mondu. First, we have French fries and French dressing and French bread. Welcome back to another episode of the Growing Up Punk Podcast, a podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. And on this episode, we are going to talk about some of those friends. If you are like me, you like to hear new bands, you like to share new bands, you like to talk back and forth with your friends about why certain bands might be considered underrated or lesser known, and so that is what we do today. But before we get to that, we would love to connect with you guys online, so whether that's through our website, which is growingpunkpod.com, um, or our Instagram or Facebook, at Growing Punk Pod. Um, those are both, or not both, those are all places that, that you can check us out and find ways to connect with us and interact with us and to maybe find um, some of those bands that you don't know of that, you, that we could recommend to you that you can check out. And so thanks so much for, for checking us out there and, uh, and being a part of this community. We, we love being a part of it and love having you there as well. So today we are speaking with or having uh, a special guest, Ryan, on the show. He was on uh, about a year ago. I interviewed him um, because he played guitar in the uh, band Off the Record that released an album on Tooth and Nail uh, years and years ago. And so we had talked about that then. And, and we've just connected a lot in the last year. So we'll kind of touch on that a bit. Um, so what we did on this episode is we went through, so we each shared five of our favorite underrated or lesser known punk bands. Um, so lots of these are kind of in the skate punk, tech punk kind of territory. So if uh, that is something that you enjoy, then you're going to love this. There's, there are a few selections in there that um, aren't necessarily categorized as that, but kind of still in that in that same arena. So. Uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun kind of going back and forth and, and hearing about new bands from him and him from me. And, and so we get to um, to share about that. And so we're going to get to that. Uh, we are There's also music in there. And so once we talk about a band, there'll be uh, the song that you can listen to. So that's also a cool way for you to get to know this band. You don't have to go look them up. You can just enjoy the episode with the music in it. And so with that, thank you so much for checking us out, for listening, and for interacting with us and being a part of this community. We really appreciate it. Uh, with no further ado, here is me and Ryan's top 10 underrated punk bands. Yeah, so this is cool to have you back on because lots has kind of happened since I know we've sent lots of music back and forth. You recorded the new intro and outro for the podcast, so anybody that's listened, this is the guy that... Uh, created that and put that together and you know we've we've kind of built a, a cool friendship over the last year and so it's cool to have you back on and talking about some more albums definitely man definitely thanks for having me back and uh, it's good to good to talk face to face for once yeah so and this is also uh, for those watching my first time doing this on zoom and the video so hopefully it's not sketchy but if it is well we're sketchy guys so that's what you get from us but uh, 
Yeah, so as in the intro, I said we were going to be talking about some of our favorite underrated or uh, maybe lesser known punk albums. And uh, this is always something I love to do because I love sharing music with people and I love, you know, hearing bands that I haven't heard, which, you know, as me and you have sent lots of messages back and forth and some of the bands we're going to talk about here are ones that, that I heard from you. And so it's just cool to, to share those with each other and then with others that might be interested in that. And so, yeah, hopefully yeah, there's sure. something something in here for everyone. Uh, definitely go check out all these albums and bands because we think they're awesome. And so hopefully you will enjoy them as well. So, yeah, unless you got uh, you got uh, anything else you want to add to that? Um, no, it's kind of what we were talking about, you know, with, with like uh, punk bands. You know, there were so many in a short period of time that came out. And um, it's really dependent on like the area you live in and your circle of friends, you know what I mean? For Southern California, for example, there's so many bands that were, you know, around that time, which maybe you didn't hear of, of uh, up in Canada, you know what I mean? Just based on your network and whatnot. And, uh, you know, same for you, some of your picks I had never heard of, but then when I looked into it, they're pretty well-known bands, you know what I mean? I don't know, I don't know if it's because maybe they didn't tour down here, or, you know, maybe they didn't have distribution that kind of made it out this way. I mean, this is obviously back before a lot of um, online, you know, streaming and whatnot. So, yeah, it's just cool to, to hear someone's uh, perspective that comes from a different area, you know, especially like yourself, you know, way up north. Yeah, and that just kind of happened naturally. I mean, when I asked you about this, I wasn't even thinking that, you know, there might be bands from that area or, you know, bands from here. You know, I had some in mind, but... Um, I mean, two two of the ones we'll talk about are, are from Canada. So yeah, that's that's right. a cool kind of perspective too to to share. Kind of regional, even though the bands aren't close to me, but region is in you know country, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, so let's just uh, get right into it. So we're going to start at number ten with the band PMX, the album yeah. Clock Clock Ridgestone. And the song, I believe, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, Clock Ridgestone. And the song is Eulogy. <laughs>
take it away. All right, so uh, this band, um, punk band from Scotland, uh, apparently been around since the early 2000s. Um, I recently got into them about two years ago. I was following this guy on YouTube uh, who was doing music videos for um, like skate punk production, how to mix drums and guitars and whatnot. And uh, it turned out to be the singer-guitar player from PMX. And uh, he, I think he was playing some of his uh, songs and some of his music tutorial videos. And I, I really liked it, you know, super cool band. Uh, I, yeah, and I'd never heard of them up until that point. Um, this song in particular, I should say this album from, from what I know, and I could be wrong here. Somebody please fact check me. Um, uh, Clockridge stone is the name of the studio up in Scotland that they went to. And it's done in a one-session recording. So it's essentially a live album mm. where I imagine they went in one at a time and just, you know, tracked their, uh, their part, probably like a one take. And if you listen to it, you can hear um, raw aspects to the recording. You know what I mean? You can hear, you know, some, some roughness, uh, some, some vocal, you know, issues and whatnot. But there's a, a raw energy to it that I, I really like, you know, um, it just sounds in your face, you know, there's a lot of energy to it. And I generally don't like live albums. They sound like crap to me. And I mean, let's be honest, you and I both know when it's a live album, bands will go back and like retract <laughs> their stuff. So it's not even really live, but you know, this one to me is just, uh, it's a really good album. And this song Eulogy in particular, um, just good, good structure good uh, lyrical content, you know, some really good guitar riffs, a couple of whammy dive bombs in there, just uh, overall just a really good good punk song. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, that's that's cool that you mentioned that they, they tracked it live. So just to clarify, it's not, li- it's not a live album like in front of a crowd, but where they would go into the studio and kind of record it all at once instead of separately. And I mean for for an untrained ear you probably wouldn't even know that um like I, I think maybe you had mentioned that to me previously but as i listened to it this week like it's still very clean sounding um, right. you know some of the bands that have done albums like this you know like i know uh, norma jean and the chariot you know some of those more kind of chaotic metal hardcore yeah. bands you know there's tons of feedback it's kind of all over the place and this doesn't sound like that at all like it's it's very crisp sounding. And so I, I don't know how a band like this pulls, pulls that off doing it live. Cause it's, it's fairly technical and a lot to it. And so, um, yeah, good for them on that. Yeah. This is one of those bands that, that you mentioned to me. And, uh, I mean, even just the name itself kind of throws me off because it's close to MXPX, you know, they still right. have three letters in there. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I'd never heard of them before. Again, maybe it's just because of the region they're in um, or what, but I don't even remember seeing their name on any sites or anything. Such a, a good hidden gem. The song kind of reminds me of, of propaganda musically at times, yet it still dist- distinguishes itself in, enough as PMX. There's so much to enjoy with this song. It's super catchy guitar riffs that never get repetitive. Fun and interesting drums and just enough tech you know, to kind of give the song a lot of dynamic without overwhelming the listener with too many parts. You know, they know how to, you know, to make the song really interesting and put lots in there, but it's not so much that, 
you know, it's kind of hard to take in. So yeah, a lot, lots to take from, from this song and this album for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Going to number nine is the band Heart Sounds. The album is Drifter. And the song I chose is Every Second Counts. remember exactly where and when i heard of heart sounds but i'm so glad that i did uh heart sounds was created from the ashes of their previous band light the city which was more of of a metal band and i think they transitioned a lot of that sound into this band the technically yet catchy and melodic guitar work the fast-paced drums and the awesome vocals that work so well together one of the guitar players and vocalists of this band is a female and that's awesome that adds a lot of 
a dynamic to the band. Her her added vocals especially stand out uh, to me on this. So this song to me is such a killer opening song. I I'm a sucker for for a good opening um, song and that guitar riff to start. Um, you know where it's just kind of that. It's not super distorted. Uh, but kind of plays this riff, and then everything else comes in, and it just gets me so excited. The vocals really stand out to me on this song as well, uh, especially that opening line and uh, with the harmonies on there again. Heart Sounds is a great example of a band that knows when parts need to be added to make the song sound better and when to use restrain. They don't always need to have so much going on. The guitar leads aren't always blaring in your ear, when they, but when they are there, they are so good and they add so much to the song. There's a lot to enjoy on this album. Um, I've listened to this one multiple times, um, I mean, tons of times over the years, and just always find that there's so much to enjoy. You know, like I said, I love that they pull in some of those metal influences, but they still keep it really melodic and um, just the way they kind of piece the songs together. Yeah, what, what were your thoughts on this band? Well, this band, I think, was one of the first ones... Uh, around a year ago after you and I did the, the episode, this was one of the first ones that you kind of, you know, floated to me saying you really liked. And uh, it's definitely a good band. There's a lot of strung out influence in the um, yeah. in the music, the writing, um, a lot of uh, fast palm muting, you know, um, a lot of like pinch harmonics and whatnot. So there, there's definitely like an older strung out feel to it, which I really like. Um, not the biggest fan of joint, like female and male vocals mixed together. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I like, I like the stuff that she does. Um, but some of the stuff that they do together, like the harmonies and stuff, it's just a weird blend. It could be like a mixed thing too, but um, yeah, I, um, I really liked uh, the song on this album, uncomfortably numb. There's a really cool like riff in it, followed by like metal blast beats in it. It kind of threw me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always looking, always looking for um, just music that's going to come up in a song or parts that I don't expect. You know what I mean? You want to be surprised. You hear like an intro to a song and you can already picture in your mind the full layout of the song. You know, it's yeah. kind of kind of disappointing. But with bands like this, there's just little nice surprises, you know, throughout the song. So, yeah, I, I really like this band. There's a lot of good tech tech stuff in there so for people who are into the more tech side of you know skate punk this is definitely a good one yeah that's interesting you say that about the vocals how i would like that so much and that doesn't sound good to your ear is that like just in general you don't like the sound of male and female vocals harmonizing together or was it just for whatever reason this one didn't didn't stand out um i'm trying to think of another example of like a rock or punk band where there is a female and male vocal mixed. Um, I don't know. It just, it stands out to me. I, it might just be like a mix issue. You know what I mean? You're talking about different frequencies, but um, yeah, they just, they, they sound a little, a little too far separated in the mix, you know, to me. But uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a mix snob, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to act like I know everything about mixing. I, I really don't. I'm just pointing out, you know, what yeah. I heard. But. And you can also go and check out their other albums and see if if that changed kind of later on. I think they put another full length out after this. And then the last thing that they released was actually, uh, I think it's just a one 20-minute song. Um, so it's kind of... Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's kind of similar. You know, I think No Effects, The Decline, and 
Uh, there's a few right, other bands right. that have kind of done that where it's, you know, almost kind of like a bunch of songs put together. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So yeah, lot, lots of cool stuff from them, but yeah, awesome. So moving on to number eight, we got Donuts and Glory, sweet band name. And the album is even sweeter. When Pregnosaurus ruled the earth. I don't know if that's uh, how you say it right, but. <laughs> Anyways, and the song uh, is Sirens. Why does this this band stand out to you? Uh, this band was really big. Um, hometown band. They're from you know Southern California, local. Uh, this album came out in '96, and uh, in the late '90s, you know everybody I knew knew of this band. You know what I mean? All the bands that we played with and whatnot. Everybody was talking about this band. If you think of like the the time era for that '96, the recordings pretty good for a band that was on a low-key label you know what i mean i can't remember the name of the label they were on but it, it wasn't very big um they kind of have a a non-serious vibe to their music you know what i mean there's kind of like hokey parts in some of the songs and the the vocals you kind of have a i don't know I, I guess it'd be no effects type feel to like the vocals but the music is a lot more um you know tech the same thing with like uh, hard sounds. There's just nice tech parts that come up in the song that you really wouldn't uh, predict coming. Um, the song Sirens in particular, uh, the intro, you know, there's a guitar that has probably the most abused phaser flanger I've ever heard on a, <laughs> on a punk song. It's so extreme. Um, then, you, you know, it comes in with the, the tech riffs and the pauses and whatnot. I just, I, I really like the band, you know, it's just one of those bands that has always held up 
to me, you know, even the, to this day, you know, even compared to some of the newer skate punk stuff. But it's weird because everybody in in my area knows about this band, you know, but I don't think you knew about them, right? Up there, no. you'd never heard of them. But they didn't, uh, as far as I know, they put out the album, they toured once or twice and then just called it uh, quits. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So there probably wasn't a lot of exposure for it, but yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, that, that kind of helps to give some context because I had wondered if if they had any other material or kind of what happened since. So, um, yeah, I, had, I hadn't heard of this band uh, either. Definitely takes me back to, to that late 90s sound, especially the sound of the recording. Well, like, yeah, and it is, it is decently sounded, but it just reminds me of so many bands that were like on comps and stuff um, yeah. back in the day. Uh, yeah, it, it reminded me, it kind of has hints of the band Big Wig in there. Um, but yeah, kind of with snottier style vocals, uh, which necessarily weren't my favorite, but I think it suits the music music pretty well. Um, yeah, and again, it, you know, it reminds me of that time, so I think there's even enough nostalgia from that era to kind of draw me in. And uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed listening to it. I don't know if it's, you know, a band that I would go back to kind of over and over again, but, you know, I, <laughs> I love hearing hearing new bands and just seeing, especially from from so far back then of just, kind of what was going on then so yeah a, a good pick for sure and the next one uh so my next choice is uh, a band called best case scenario or a project i should say um and uh, the album is called staircase wit and the song i'll focus on is called no sense of direction <laughs>
this project is the brainchild of Dustin Davidson, who plays bass in the metal band August Burns Red. So I love when a side project is just as good as the musician's full-time band, and also when it's a, a totally different style of music. You often see side projects where it's kind of in the same vein as, as their main projects, and so it's cool that right. this is something that's, uh, that's totally different. Um, you will, however, hear the drumming performed by Matt Greiner, who also drums in, in August Burns Red, but that's kind of where the comparisons uh, stop. This is full-on skate punk, pop punk masterpiece with so much going on for it. You know, it's, it's not a super serious album lyrically, but it has enough moments where it kind of brings you in, and, and that's okay as, as well. I think lots of times side projects are kind of meant to be that, you know, a little bit less maybe serious, a bit more lighthearted. So the song No Sense of Direction is my favorite song off of this album. And it definitely leans more into the kind of melodic hardcore territory and, and just adds so much dynamic to the song. It's super energetic and in your face, yet it's still very melodic when it needs to be to break up the song. That opening riff is exactly the style of punk guitar playing that I love. It kind of reminds me of, you know, old slick shoes and, and those kind of uh, where, you know, the song was kind of based on just like that one kind of classic riff. It's a super clean-sounding album, and it's got really good production on it while kind of not losing the punch that it needs to stand out. I've listened to this album a ton of times, and I never get sick of it. I would absolutely love a follow-up to this album, and I was kind of really hoping that during this quarantine time that, that Dustin would be working on, on something. And maybe he has. I haven't heard anything of it yet, but I would love to kind of hear what else he has because he's a, he's a super gifted musician. Like, he played... Um, besides drums, he does play drums as well, but he did get Matt to play on this. But he played everything else. So, you know, he plays bass on August Burns Red, but he also does a lot of the writing for August Burns Red. And I mean, that music is pretty technical and like super riffy. And, and so I just, I love hearing a project like this that is another favorite style of music of mine that comes from, you know, another band that's a favorite of mine. Yeah, definitely. I did not know that about the, abr uh, crossover and this does he sing does Dust, dustin sing too yeah uh, he does all the uh he doesn't sing in august burns red but he does all the singing no, on this. right right yeah. um yeah this this one this was my favorite one of uh, of your picks i i really liked this uh this album um it it's funny because the um the first song on it the intro um kind of had a like a chunk no captain chunk like vibe to it and i thought it was going to go in a completely different direction which i wasn't really into but then going into the first couple of songs i i was like you know this is good just solid solid uh you know skate punk it's interesting that um the abr drummer played drums on this because he really held back you know in terms of like doing all his metal fills and whatnot i would i would have never guessed that was him on there um the uh the song no sense of direction uh, I totally agree with the the intro. I was actually thinking "Sick of Change" when I heard that intro. Oh yeah, yeah. totally yeah. reminded me of something, something they would have done. But um, yeah, really, really good band. Definitely has that uh, borderline melodic hardcore, you know, punk uh, type feel to it. You know, you could probably label them I, either way. You could call them a hardcore band. They, they get away with it. But I, I really like this one. Really good album. Yeah, that's yeah. I think with the drumming with Matt, like it was probably just Dustin saying, "Hey, Matt, I got this project. You want to lay down drums on it?" And you know, I I think there's enough fills and stuff on there to complement the music. But 
it, it's not set up the same as August Burns Red, where it needs to have like constant drum parts going. And I mean, I, I love the drumming on this; like, it's super solid, and he adds, you know, enough when it needs to be there, and but doesn't kind of overcomplicate it. So, yeah, it makes you wonder, though. You know, it's if it's just second nature to, for him to play like that. You know, when they were in the studio and he was tracking drums, how many times did he get carried away? And they're like, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, go back and do that one again. You know what I mean? Keep it simple, but not. Nah. Yeah, really good album. Yeah, right on. So now we are getting to number six. The band is Maybe Later uh, with just the newest EP, which I'm guessing is just self-titled or just called EP. And uh, the song is Dating Site. I think all mothers it's alone After a glass of what she Actually, these guys are, are my boys. Um, played with them quite a bit back in the late 90s. And um, 20 years later, they're still doing it. Wow. I, I got mad respect for that. Um, these guys uh, have their own studio, and they recorded this all themselves, kind of like a DIY-type project. Um, they played locally with, like, Ignite, uh, you know, some other bands. I think they're from, like, Hermosa. Pennywise hometown. Um, vocals kind of also have that like no effects feel to it. Um, I'm pretty sure they're huge uh, no effects fans, but the the music is pretty tech at certain points, and uh, the drumming kind of has like a like a power metal thing going for it every once in a while. You know what yeah. I mean? When it comes when it comes to fills, he'll just uh, double kick like run through fills and whatnot, and I, I like it. Not really a fan of power metal, but um, I don't know. It's, it's fitting. Um, so there's some good 
some good uh, tech parts in there too. Um, just good, good tasty riffs, I guess. What did you think? Yeah, um, I had heard of this band before. I've, I've listened to some of their previous work, um, but I wasn't aware of this new EP. And that's yeah, it's, I didn't also went to the thought that they were around for that long too. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's a really solid EP, and you know, it's got a lot of great fast-paced songs that you know just again take me back. Yeah, I, I agree with influence from No Effects. Um, I also again Big Wig. Uh, yeah, vocally to No Effects. But I uh, I found it less less annoying. Like I'm not a huge No Effects fan, um, especially vocally. I just I just find it just too much. Anyways, I'm I'm sure uh, people are cursing at me at this point, but whatever. For sure. So uh, yeah, I will say I would much rather listen to to this band than No Effects. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the the kind of heavier edge that they bring. You know, where you say the power metal. Like there were times where it was like, oh, like the double kicks just going solid and. I like yeah. just enough power metal to kind of like enjoy parts of it, you know, like bands like Dragon Force. You know, I can't necessarily <sighs> listen to a whole album of theirs, but I mean, I love right. the speed to it. I love the melody and and the catchiness to it, and so I, I can hear kind of some of that influence on here too. So yeah, this is an EP sure. I'll definitely go back to. I can listen to, you know, time and time again and, and really enjoy it. So yeah, it's interesting that you you had uh, heard of them before. I mean. They're- pretty low key you know what i mean from what i can tell like plays on spotify and whatnot i mean they being a, a diy band i don't know how much exposure they got did you hear of them on like a comp or something or uh it might have been there's a, a website called um uh well there's a few there's one called screaming fast core and then uh <laughs> uh what is oh skatepunkers.com or something they're both just kind nice. of uh like websites that post like a lot of those they'll still post about bigger bands, but they post a lot of, of lesser known stuff. Um, I think that's where I also heard of Adrenalized, um, which we'll get to, but yeah, I, so I, yeah, cause I, when I went on Spotify, I know I recognized the artwork and it was like, Oh yeah, I remember, I remember listening to that. So yeah, I just would have nice. been through one of those or maybe a Facebook group or something, but so yeah, there definitely are, are avenues to hear bands like that. So, so that's cool. All right, we're at number five. We're halfway through. So I am going to talk about a band called Over It, and the album is Silver Strand with the song Ignore the Noise.
were buying this album at a CD store in the States, actually. Uh, I can't remember what city it was, but I, I remember the CD store was closing, and so they were all discounted. And, and I don't know why why this one stood out. I'm not sure if I'd heard of it or if I just liked the artwork or listened to it as a demo, but I've always thought that this band kind of deserved a lot more attention than it got. Uh, they fit perfectly with that early 2000s pop punk, but to me it isn't kind of annoying or or super mainstream so maybe that's why they didn't blow up at the same you know at the same time and uh when i say annoying like i'm not saying a lot of those mainstream bands were annoying but maybe kind of had you know some aspects to it that were you know just trying to be you know poppy for the sake of it and i just didn't feel like these guys kind of fell into that so um, i've always enjoyed their songwriting and interesting song structures just seems to be more to it than some of their peers this album is slower than their previous albums, uh, so like some of the music they released before this was a lot, a lot faster. Uh, but I don't feel like they missed out on the energy on this. The songs are dynamic yet catchy and have plenty of hooks to bring you back time and time again. So this song that I picked, this is the fastest song on the album, which is probably why I picked it. I was just kind of drawn to that. I've always loved this song. The guitar goes back and forth, kind of between this um, distortion and cleaner channel during the verses, which which I think is really cool. Uh, it's got a super catchy chorus. The lyrics stand out to me on this song as well as they sing, give up what you got for freedom. Uh, I just I also love the guitar solo riff and that bridge, and then they kind of pull back at the end of the song, which is kind of different. Usually you kind of like ramp it back up to, to finish on, you know, like the, the opening riff or just to have that energy. But something just kind of stands out to me where it just kind of like goes out and it's like, oh, okay, it almost makes you just want to put it back to the beginning of the song yeah. to listen to it again. So so that's why that one uh, stood out to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I was telling you actually yesterday, this band kind of caught me off guard just because it's so diverse in the songwriting. You know what I mean? When it first came on, I thought it was, you know, like early 2000s uh, like pop, you know, kind of like a pop punk type thing. Um, the the song you picked, yeah, was the only uh, fast, like skate punk type song on there. Definitely a good song. The, um, there's another song on there called We Are the Ordinary. And I was listening to it and I felt like I was watching like the intro for like One Tree Hill. It has that... Uh, it has that vibe to it. But, I mean, the guys, I, I see what you're saying. It doesn't sound forced. You know what I mean? You can tell they were trying to mix in a bunch of different styles, but it, it came naturally kind of. It wasn't like, well, hey, let's throw some some lighter pop stuff in there so we can maybe get radio play. You know what I mean? You could tell they actually like wanted to do it. Uh, the last song on the album definitely tripped me out. sounded like a Green Day song. You know what I mean? And then he comes in and starts like rapping over it, like really fast vocal <laughs> flowing. But hey, uh, it worked. You know what I mean? If you look at it as like a whole package, the album, it does work. Yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, ride through it, but um, it, it's, it's a good album. Uh, I was just very surprised by this band, you know, just the diversity in it. But good pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I find there's there's lots to it, and so that's why I like going back to it. They do have a follow up album after this, um, which I didn't get into as much. And even as I've gone back to it, I I don't enjoy it the same. So I'm not sure if they like changed members or if they were just trying to kind of play around with styles or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Right. It's just always one of those ones that when I think of kind of lesser known, underrated bands, this album always always kind of pops up. So. Yeah. Number four, the band is Adrenalized. 
The album is Tales from the Last Generation, and the song is Tarkin Doctrine. doctrinal background on this well let me start off by throwing out a disclaimer here that i don't uh, i don't back anybody's political message these are one of those bands that are just super political you know okay. which is cool not necessarily my thing but um these guys are from italy right um, yeah, yeah i think so um i don't know how long they've been around i don't really have a lot of history on these guys i only heard of them maybe a couple years ago um really really fast I feel like yeah. every song is like 215 plus, like BPM. Like <laughs> they play really fast. A lot of palm muting, a lot of riffs. Um, it's just it's just something that is appealing to me. That's more my, uh, you know, style. I like the stuff that has the tech aspects to it. And this song, uh, Tarkin Doctrine, there's a really cool uh, dual tap riff 
in the uh, the bridge, which kind of you know catches you off guard. But um, yeah, I, I I really like this this album. I think they do have a follow up one that I didn't really listen yeah. to as much. But um, yeah, I don't know how much uh, exposure these guys have gotten to in terms of like touring and whatnot. I don't think I've ever seen them you know play locally in the, you know in California. But uh, yeah, what what you got? Yeah, well, I, I've seen their name pop up on quite a few different lists online, and even uh, kind of in prep for this, I had posted on a few uh, kind of skate punk Facebook groups just saying, what are some underrated punk bands? And there was quite a few people that, that listed these guys, so they must uh, have enough exposure to get their name out there. But yeah, I've, I've listened to them um, for some time now. Um, yeah, they're they're an amazing tech punk band. It's fast, catchy, melodic. I do find it hard sometimes to listen through a whole album of theirs, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, sub albums are are just better in pieces for me personally. You know, to kind of fully enjoy them. And I would put uh, Dragon Force in that that group as well, or you know, just bands <laughs> like that where it's like every song has you know it's just nonstop. And again, it's not a bad thing, right? That's what makes those bands stand out. But Sometimes you just need like yeah. a few songs kind of in pieces to digest it. So. It's a lot to digest at once. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but I find myself going back to this band quite a bit. You know, I, I have their albums on my Spotify and, and often when I'm scrolling through, it's like, okay, I'm going to stop and, and check out one of those songs. So yeah, like you mentioned, the guitar has, or the guitar, the song has amazing guitar work and great melodies in it and, and the vocals. And I don't know, this song just kind of hooks me right in as I listen. There's, there's a, a lot to, to take away from this one. Yeah, so number three, getting to the last three here. So uh, this is one of the Canadian bands that I picked. So the band is called The Full Blast with their album Attack, Sustain, Decay, and the song Redemption.
Combat, the Full Blast, is a band from Ontario, Canada, from Toronto area. Uh, they were kind of around more kind of years ago. You know, they used to be a full-time touring band and put out albums, and, um, and then they kind of took a break and you know kind of did different things, and then decided to release this EP. So another fun fact is that Ian Stanger, so the singer of this band, was uh, the guy that managed the band that I played in called Means. And uh, he also runs a really cool record label called Black Box Music. Uh, so the singer for Means, Northcote, he, he's signed to this label. And, and, uh, and they, they've released a lot of awesome albums, so that's kind of some cool background info. So I was really excited when they announced and released this EP, and I've listened to it a ton since then. It's only five songs long, uh, so it just kind of keeps you wanting more, and sometimes that's better than maybe giving the listeners too much. This song starts with a super catchy vocal melody and beat kind of before going full on in your face. The opening line then repeats kind of as the chorus or pre-chorus or kind of whatever you want to call it, uh, which I think is really cool of adding something different to the song. The song is just overall really good. It, it breaks up the pace uh, nicely later in the song with uh, really cool guitar and drum parts that kind of play off each other and work really well together. And then that repeating kind of intro chorus part ties a song together really interestingly. It's kind of there enough throughout the song, um, to tie it all together, but it doesn't sound super repetitive. Um, rather, I think it kind of makes the song stand out. Yeah, what, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I, I really like the song. I'm not usually a big fan of like vocal parts where it's just woes and ahs and you know whatnot. Yeah. But it, this one is super catchy. Like I, I actually just listened to the intro a couple times on repeat when I first heard it, just because it kind of catches you off guard, you know what I mean? Especially if you think you're going to listen to like a punk, punk album. Um, this band also has like a, like a hardcore uh, feel to it, you know what I mean? Melodic hardcore type deal, but um, I really liked the the vocal melody in this one. I almost wanted to hear more of it, that intro, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it does come back once or twice, but yeah, just a kind of like an uplifting, feel-good song. Yeah, their their previous albums are really cool too, but they kind of lacked uh, like the good production. Um, and, and this one, I mean, it's it's definitely better. It, it still, to me, could have maybe been a little a little bit smoother. But I think for for what it is, it sounds sounds really good. Um, yeah, because there was quite a, quite a break in there, like maybe even like ten years or more um, between oh, wow. the last album and this one. So either way, I'll take it. You know, they. They were a prominent band, kind of in the punk scene when when they were around, and so it's really cool to just to have more music from them. Yeah, I did listen to uh, one of their older ones, and yeah, the recording kind of had that old school Steve Kravak snare, you know, with a lot of oh, ring yeah. to it. But <clears throat> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So now we're getting to your final choice. So the band is A Vulture Wake. The album is The Appropriate Level of Outrage, which I hope <laughs> you're going to tell us what that level is. And the song is Old Word Word or World? Did I write it wrong? World. Okay. Old World, World Order.
the singer from the band All, Notorious band All, you know, All and Descendants, which, um, by the way, I think All is better than the Descendants. I know I probably catch some flack for that one, but uh, I love this guy's voice. He's got one of the most like throaty, aggressive, aggressive voices I think I've ever heard. And it's just natural. It's not like forced. Um, so this, this band is kind of like a more aggressive, you know, version of all, if you like all, you're going to like this band. Uh, it's just faster with a more aggressive uh, aspects to it. But um, yeah, there's some cool stuff in there too. There's like some, some butt rock riffs in that album. You know what I mean? Um, it's a good, it's a good mixture of, uh, of stuff in there. And it was recorded at the blasting room, I believe, which I mean, obviously you have a great recording. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard anything come out of the blasting room that sounded bad. Maybe except that off the record album, but everything that comes out of there right, just, sounds, now. just sounds solid. You know what I mean? They have a great, like, you know what I'm talking about, man. The, the drum, the drum tones on all, all blasting room albums just sounds so good. Something about that room, I guess, but yeah. What do you think? Did uh well I thought this band had members of other bands as well. I thought I saw maybe the name Good Riddance. Is there someone from there too, or is it just just that kind Uh, of I I think you might be right, but then you got me thinking about that um that something crime band. Only crime, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a different one. That's another awesome, awesome band too, but um, yeah, I, I was I was definitely aware of this band, and I've had their albums added um, to my library in the past, but never necessarily gave them the attention that maybe I should have. Not because of any specific reason, but just I guess getting lost in the mix. But as I was listening through the album these last few weeks, I found myself really enjoying this. They have enough of their own sound, uh, like you said, some different styles that it doesn't kind of get lost in the shuffle. But at the same time, I also found there wasn't maybe as much that kind of stood out to me. So. I don't know if that's kind of contradictory or not, but anyways, it's it, it kind of is what it is. Overall, a great band that I, I think I just kind of need to to give more time to. You know, as I was listening to it, I enjoy it, uh, but I just kind of need to go back to, to digest it a bit more and kind of see where it lands in my tastes. So the final band is a band called Mute with the album Remember Death. So this is their, their newest album, and the song is the opening track, Resistance.
got into Mute with their previous album, which was called Thunder Blast. That came out in 2011, so this one came out five years later in 2016. One of the standout elements to this band is that their drummer is also their singer. And so not only is he amazing at both things, but he does it so well that you probably wouldn't even know that it was the same person when listening. Definitely a unique part to the band, and it helps them to stand out. So I always love going and watching their music videos or live just to see the drummer singing as well. Resistance is the opening song on the album. And uh, I think I mentioned uh, the Heart Sounds album that I'm such a sucker for a great opening song. And, and this one fits perfectly in there. It's got a really unique guitar riff to start the song and immediately draws you in. The song has a super catchy chorus that still has enough grit to it to not be too poppy. There's a really neat bridge on the song where the guitars kind of take over and then it goes into this great punk solo, which I can always appreciate. Overall, I think this is just a great song and album. There's a lot to enjoy with this, and uh, the band has a lot to offer. So if you haven't heard of the band Mute, go check them out. They've got a few really cool albums. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever really seen them like touring a lot, too. I'm, I'm sure they, they have. A, probably you know in later years, it's more of a just kind of for fun project. I, I could be wrong on that. But yeah, lot, super talented musicians in there, and, and I always love listening to them. These guys are... are Local to you? Canadian man, right? No, they're, yeah, they're Canadian. They're from uh, Montreal, I believe. Quebec, <clears throat> somewhere in that area. Yeah, I I had not heard about this band up until recently. Um, maybe you and uh, my friend uh, Danny was recommending this to me, but uh, a lot of cool like tech riffs in there. Uh, more like metal style, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's solo and resistance. I was gonna say was full on Dragon Force when they go onto the fast like dual uh, picking. <laughs> yeah, so they they have some some really solid face melting uh, leads in some of these songs. Which you go back and listen to some of the older stuff, and it was kind of more uh, like kind of poppy, melodic. You know what I mean? There wasn't as much um, like tech stuff in it. So it's cool that they got more tech as time goes on I and mean, usually bands kind of calm down you know what i mean they go more soft after years and years of playing so yeah i, I, I like this band i've uh i've added it to my to my playlist so thank you for that yeah yeah that's that's one of the best parts about sharing music is just finding things that get you excited that you hadn't heard before so yeah that's, that's awesome absolutely yeah, well, that uh, that wraps up 10 albums that we think you need to hear. So we hope that there was something in here that stood out to you. Maybe uh, leave us a comment or send us a message if uh, you think we're wrong or if you think there's other bands that, that we should do. Because there are tons. I mean, you know, when I when I brought this up to you, it was like, oh, man, like there's, there's so many I could choose. You know, I'm trying to find the ones that maybe fit more into the kind of like tech punk sort of, which not all of mine did, but... Um, just because I know we, we both enjoy that, but there's there's tons of others, and so you know maybe we'll we'll get to some of some other uh, types of punk or whatever in the future. But um, yeah, that that was really fun. Any uh, parting Absolutely. thoughts on that? Um, no, thanks for having me on. I feel like we need to later discuss Dragon Force in detail, though. <laughs> I, top, I think that's necessary. <laughs> top top ten Dragon Force albums. It's just every one of their albums. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know how we would differentiate that. I was listening to uh, a podcast called Discography Discussion, 
and I was listening to their, so they go through like a whole discography of band and I was listening to their episode on Hatebreed and they were only at like the second or third album and the guy was like, I don't really know what else to say for the next five albums, but if you like this one, you're going to like the rest because they're all fairly similar. So yeah, for sure. So there you go. But uh, yeah, well, that's uh, all for us. Thanks for taking the time to listen and we will check you out another time. All right. See ya. See ya. Yeah, I'm real sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. Doctor said she'll be okay. I guess she just won't be able to eat any spicy foods for a while. (laughs) 